Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. A grain of rice. A grain of rice. Tip the scale. Just remember that, then. There's a small bit of a needle there. Oh, come on, Mayo, you've got to get Andy Moran into the game. Our mission was to show that we're no longer the whipping boys of Munster. Good morning, Vietnam. How are you doing? Morning, Dale. How's it going, lads? Dale, how's it going? I didn't, I didn't see since around the 20th of July on the racing channel there. I've seen a few of you on television in the meantime and things. Uh, but um, the split season has completely taken us off the, the airwaves. And, but you we're back. We're back. The little Lord Ireland chain is coming near the end. So straight away to have us back. You're all very welcome <laughs> along, lads. Uh, to the Irish Examiner's uh, Hurling Show. Uh, great to have the band back together again with Marco still in the front room, not wearing any fancy shirt today, I don't think. TJ with Spanish Wi-Fi. Hey, huh? These are Katie, these are Katie Tay's colours. Now that you mentioned the that famous day down in uh, Tramore, that young Ryan had his first winner ever. Yes. Delighted to say it since the last yeah. time we met you. So she's going now Friday week, Dela, as the chairman of the racing club. You might make an appearance, will you? It depends if if the Clarecastle match is decided on Saturday. I'm going to try and go, but if, if it's a draw, I don't think we got the penalties in the relegation. So um, you, I like to see. Have you like, ruled the penalties out? This, this split season, like you see, some of you are loving it, but for anyone that's really involved with their club, it's tough going. Like you have to stay at it. Do you know what I mean? So I can't be swanning around the country to Tremor and 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 Decora and Gowran Park and places. No, I. But oh, Chakamir, whether it has hey, whether it has a split season or not, they'd still be holding on ten or eleven or twelve months of the year anyway. Like so, just no. have to get your diary right there, like you know. No, no, it's when you're involved. No. I'd be, I'd be I, free next I, year. I'd I'd be free next to year say, man. I, I, I am led to believe you left a few yelps out of yourself in the pub the day Katie Tay followed, and even though you were beaten in the championship the same day, I'm led yeah. to believe there was a couple of smiley faces down in Morty Browns or wherever you were yeah. hanging out that day. We were we we had come back to powers in Clockcastle after our first ever championship defeat to Bellier in our history, oh. uh, and we were a bit down. But ah, well, no, they'd have been hot favourites to beat us. I mean, they were the county champions, and we've been fighting relegation every year for about eight. Uh, but uh, when we played okay, I ran them to four points. We were abysmal uh, against Bradford last week, so uh, we're hoping for better things this Saturday, or else we're down. But uh, yeah, that was the one thing. Niall, Niall McMahon was working behind the bear. And Colin Higgins is a selector. I mean, they're both members of the Command Racing Club. And uh, so tonight there was some soccer match on, and they said, uh, they wouldn't put on the old race on there. And I, <laughs> one fella said, said to me, I think she went off at something like eight to 13 on, did she? Yeah. Yeah. So, some, the, some the, Limerick, me, the Limerick money came late, Dela. The JP I, money. Yeah. The Cowboys. <laughs> but, uh, 
Some fella said was hanging tipping me in the back like and it was loads of snakes belly now after being beaten in the match. But of course, I'll race, cheered us up, and then Patrick give it a good ride, bring it home. And he your man said, Thanks for the information, Dale. He said, Jesus, I says, <laughs> as JP said, if if you have the 13, you don't need the eight. Yeah, look forward to next Friday, lads. Hopefully, hope even old bed kept for me there, Mark, down in, in Kilkenny. I have we have yeah. the in fairness, we have we have 25 rooms taken in the River Court Hotel, and thankfully they're all booked out. And in fairness, the, the, the beauty of it, you know, we're leasing the filly off of owners, and in fairness to the owner, uh, Paul Byrne and David Mullins have put their hand in their pocket there, up, and they're actually going to pay for a meal in the night for any member who decides to stay. So looking forward to uh, bringing people from all over the country, and uh, I'm expecting 50 or 60 people at least to stay, and we'll have a few pints in uh, the River Court, and we might hit back the Millers or a couple of other places around Kilkenny. So if you see a couple of rowdy fellas next Friday week, you know where they come from. Just if she'll win, we'll bring the house down. Paul Bourne and David Mullins will be paying for champagne and stuff as well, I tell you. Correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. You'll be having the caviar starter. No, but I suppose just to, look, I don't know what to teach you about this, but just to say thanks to everybody who has got involved. It has been a great journey. And, you know, for the, the people who have paid up the 200 quid for their membership, we're closing the membership on the 29th of September, the day before Katie run so there will be no further memberships taken after then and anybody who's in is in as the man says and we'll be looking forward to the future but thank you to everybody who has got involved in in, in the racing club it has been a fantastic success so far you know yeah as TJ said it's going to take you to places you only dreamt about and the only day I was there was a poor enough run from Purple Gown in Leperstown but I, I represented G that day um, yeah, it with Cyril but I'm watching you on the TV and hearing about the exotic visits up to Mullins' stables and the crowd we had at that. And so people are really enjoying it. And I don't think there's too many spots left, so it's less chance alone for anyone who wants no. to, to sign Correct. up. So we're quite happy with what has signed up. It's been a great. And and from from talking to you, lads, they've been a great bunch as well. Great bunch. Yeah. I was going to say, Shane, you can come along and join us next Friday too, tomorrow week, if you can drag yourself away from the school for a couple of hours and we can, we'll invite you to uh, Gordon Park. And before that, I'm heading to the little island down in Listowel uh, tomorrow. Uh, good racing there this week. So that's tomorrow. And then I'm hitting, I'm hitting the little All-Ireland semi-finals on Sunday. Marco has extended the red carpet. He's going to look after me for the day. I'm getting the full cork treatment on Sunday. Jesus, I tell you, you've great lives. That's all I know. You've just great lives. Well, Marco said, Marco said to me a long time ago, Delo, you have to try and live your best life. And we're trying to do that at the moment. And I think we're doing a reasonable job. Shane, Brian, Brian Russell over the road there and Burgess from you. is able to get an old sob every so often. You might be able to swing one day or not on Friday, will you? I tell you, lads, my my window of crack is getting smaller and smaller by the day, by the hour, because we've number we've number three on the way here now. Any Good at man, any man. at any day at any time, so, uh, <laughs> we're trying to keep uh, we're trying to keep everyone's blood pressure down, so we're not we don't have to go in too soon because we we're, we're hurling ourselves on Saturday. So look, uh, where I'll be Friday week will most likely be the maternity hospital inside Limerick. I'd say TJ, but uh, yeah, a different kind, a different uh, a different kind of. Uh, Event we'll say inside there, so yeah, we'll yeah, send you a WhatsApp around eight o'clock at night. <laughs> we, we might have a glass of champagne on you, Shane. <laughs> absolutely, Mark. Absolutely. Oh, I hope everything goes well. Now, that 
Um, that's enough Sound racing to be all giving out the non racing crowd. But I met a fella, uh, oh, my late mother in law, Mary. Uh, we buried her last Friday, Mary, Mary Murphy. She was a great lady. Um, but loads of people coming to the house, obviously, Wednesday night. Um, she was laid out at home, and then the following night was the church, and then buried Mary on Friday. And uh, I met loads of people at the house, especially because you know the house is more low key, people sitting around having a cup of tea. And met a man that I thought, uh, would have no interest in horses, was a great hurling man, all right, retired man now, ex CIE man, uh, was his day from master. And he says, I love the first 20 minutes, Dale. He said, So <laughs> maybe, maybe we don't drive everyone to meet it with the talk of uh, what's running where and, and what the crack is going on and uh, new babies and stuff like that. So ho- ho- yeah. hopefully we're keeping the general. And we're Dale, going to, Larry has us warned to try and keep it to the hour, lads, for these shows. Keep it to the hour, yeah. I was going to say before you move on from the races, I was in a pub there recently, I saw a poster, right? And I just took a picture of it, right, which says basically that a bad day at the races is better than a good day at work. <laughs> <laughs> I've come home from a few race meetings, TJ. I'd rather done 10 hours here in the bar. <laughs> okay, right, well, there you go. <laughs> Yeah, I know, I know what he's saying. I know what he's saying. Let's <laughs> loads has happened. Loads has happened. Uh, we'll get on to the club stuff um, in a few minutes. We I, I've done a good few notes there last night for what's coming up this weekend. I probably missed a few couple of bits, so you'll be able to help me on that. Um, loads has happened in the in the the wider world of hurling, as we say, especially uh, the managerial uh, merry-go-round where and where it's gone to. It's it's gone balubas really this year uh, and I suppose the men who won 11 All-Irelands 18 Leinster titles 10 National Leagues 4 as a player All-Irelands um, finally um, I didn't predict it because I, they were so good all year I thought they'd definitely be having another shot to go all the way next year but Mr Brian Cody has decided to call it a day uh, Derek Ling is the chosen uh, replacement uh, a tough gig to be going into but I suppose there is a recognition that you know, the youth and the old, he left to knock another year with TJ and uh, he'll, he'll have to bring a couple of more of his under-20s, which he won the All-Ireland with. But uh, that's Cody. What a what a career for All-Ireland as a hurler, obviously. Massive, played full-back and full-forward, I think, and uh, two All-Ireland clubs with the village as well and gone back in with the village now, I see, as a selector. Uh, but, like, 11 All-Irelands, 18 Leinsters, 10 leagues. I mean, we'll never see his likes again, will we? Uh, hard to see it, they lost like no words of mine will do it justice. Like, phenomenal achievement, unbelievable manager, number of different teams, and reinvented the wheel with like key different personnel throughout those years. And, um, even in, in his final year, just gone, like they were not that far away. Phenomenal achievement. I mean, to, to, to be going down the stretch with Limerick, and you know, as, as was getting closer to the end, as Limerick person, you were hoping the final whistle was coming because Kilkenny just weren't going away. Um, Unbelievable culture and spirit in that. I know he spoke about that on a, on a regular basis, but they just every day turned up and like you were guaranteed a work rate and a work ethic and just basically all the good attributes you want in a team. And I suppose he looked for that character. Like, and he picked plenty of them and he maybe picked players at different times that people might have looked and said they didn't know what he saw in them, but. Like more often than not, he was proved right and he pulled plenty of rabbits out of the hat in different games down through the years. And I'm sure Shane will probably know probably more, more than any of us. I mean, so, some of those. And look, as I said, just, just unbelievable. It probably was, for me personally, like 
even though he's been there that long, it was still a little bit of a shock because he just like I suppose if you go back to like that length of time, like twenty four years, you know, like an awful lot of people won't remember Kilkenny with any other manager, you know. So it's it, it's yeah. just been that constant. So yeah. Incredible. I don't. I just don't know what he's going to do now, Brian. Like, is it normally will, will he straight back on the line with, with James Stevens? I suppose this a fair sign. Shane, I'd I'd managed. I'd a misfortune of managing against him uh, for a lot of that time, uh, even though I wasn't his biggest threat by any means. Um, but I got it. I got him when that 06, my last year with Clare in 06, and then when I started at Dublin in 09, we ran into him quite a bit. And delighted to be able to say we got a league win against him and a championship win. Um, but intimidate not intimidating on the line you knew you were in the presence of greatness i'd say you played against his team's finest i suppose period um his presence to you i know you have to focus on who you're marking on your own job and you had, you had obviously superb managers with, between liam and, and eamon and whoever else declan and and, and that uh, in the time <clears throat> he always had them at a certain level Shan. yeah he did yeah and like say if you go through the numbers there, like, you know, and I suppose it's when someone steps away, uh, they become even more popular and more liked. Like, say, Johnny Cash was never as popular till he died. And I suppose maybe Brian Cody mightn't be as liked by everyone now that he, because he's gone away. But, like, say, I played in five All-Ireland finals. I never played in any final except against Kilkenny. I didn't know any road or traffic up bar tip Kilkenny. And I suppose you called out the numbers there, 11 All-Irelands to, to, to have been won. Like, most people in the GA community lads haven't been at 11 All-Irelands let alone have won 11 All-Irelands as a manager like it's it's just phenomenal he always had them I suppose the one word he always used was spirit you know you often you see the clips there on Twitter or YouTube and he's always on if he's if he's talking to maybe a company down down the country or he, where he's talking to an under 12 group the one word that always crops up with him was spirit and creating a spirit that'll never be broken and I think that's what they had and I suppose just to touch on what TJ said there they always brought it when it mattered most like um, I rarely, rarely remember him when it mattered most now um, being poor as a whole group. Yeah, maybe three or four of them might have been poor, but they, they didn't get much of a chance. They were whipped off. And I just think that's that's one of the things he created was a spirit that was never broken. He obviously had a phenomenal bunch of players, but you know what, lads? Like there's lots of managers around the country have phenomenal bunch of players, talent on paper, but he got them to do it on grass when it mattered the most. And I think that's the testament to him. And sure, look, he'll go down as one of the greatest ever, even as a player, what he's won. And what he's done as a manager will never be seen again, maybe in any sport. So unbelievable. But I just think the hold he had on the players, lads, as you know well, from working with lads and talking to lads and meeting them here, there and everywhere. But I suppose one story I have, kind of a funny story, maybe we were at an event one night, one of the All-Stars, one of the All-Stars nights. And there was a gang of us up there. And, um, you know, it's coming to that time of the night. We said, no, we might might have a few small ones now to finish off the night, like, you know, and make sure we all got a good night's sleep, lads. Cool, as, yeah. as you know about it, these events, like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So the last no, night, all, all, all this crack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, maybe an old uh, drop of blackcurrant in the Guinness. But anyway, we we were saying to the boys, to Kilkenny lads, we'll we have a few small ones. And they were like, we'll wait now till Brian has gone to bed and we'll, we'll chance it in. So I just think <laughs> that's kind of, uh, that's kind of the whole, maybe that's kind of the respect they had for him. And maybe that's just the way he was with them. And they knew where the line was. They rarely crossed it. And if they did cross it, they knew the consequences of that. But uh that was just one of many stories I'm sure people have, but like what a manager and um, what a GA sports person. Will we ever see the likes of him again in managerial terms? No, we won't. So what a, you know, he, he'll go down as one of the greats. Let's. Yeah. And I got him well 
drunk one night in City West on red wine. He he kind of relaxed. <laughs> My company, I think, and uh, Ned Quinn was being sent up for another bottle of red, and the two of us were sitting back. Elsie was only drinking a tiny drop. Um, but uh, that's my claim to fame with him anyway. <laughs> Never mind beating him in a league final or whatever. But Mark, but you, you, had you've had massive yeah. admiration. Huh? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, but come, come, come day one, day lot. I know, yeah. and you look, you've often said it here, and there were a team and, and a manager that you really... How tough is it for Derek Ling? Or you think he'd be given a good chance? We've all seen how kind of when the long serving guy goes, how there can be a bit of turbulence, you know, afterwards with... David Moyes, <laughs> Sir Alex. I, I've just been with the stage that the Ferguson era has been a calamity after he left, to be honest with it. And there's definitely similarities between Ferguson and Cody. There's no doubt in, in terms of the ruthlessness and the respect that the players had and what he could get out of the players on any given day. So the similarities, it will be a tough gig for Derek. Um, I think the Kilkenny people um, themselves know they will give Derek plenty breathing space because of what has come before them. Um, and it, it, we always discussed who would be the person to put their shoes into Brian's uh, shoes. And um, it's a very, very difficult job. But in fairness, Derek has won a, a under 20 last year. And he was involved with Brian for a good number of years. And he stepped back then and went into the under 20 role after had a couple of poor years. This was Eddie himself, Eddie Brennan was in charge one year where Westmead beat him. So I think, you know, there was, there was, I suppose, ramifications after that. And, and Derek, I think, did a very, very good job. I think they were, might have been slightly fortunate, fortunate to win the under-20 last year against Limerick. Um, but that's, look, at the end of the day, you, you win them. But I, I think Derek will do fine. But the reality is um, the game has moved dramatically to, I think, five or six teams at the top level have a chance of winning the All-Ireland. I think Limerick, I won't say they've come back to the pack. I think Kilkenny got a massive game out of themselves last year to go up a gear and to go up a level. They scored 226 in the All-Ireland final, coming away losing was a big surprise. So whether the Waterfords, the Corks, the Galways, um, the Wexfords can produce something clear yourselves, Dale, like, like it's hard to believe he played so well in the Munster final and afterwards then just the wheels came off for some reason, whether that was the Everest for you last year. But, like, what Kilkenny did, did last year... He didn't mention year. you at all, Shane. Well, Sorry? he didn't mention you at all. That's <laughs> 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 OK. Well, man, Dale, oh, I, I, I just... I, I actually... I had forgotten about you, remember, so I said I mentioned you. Yeah, you barely you know, remember Claire and you forgot to mention Dale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But going back to Brian Cody, I did have the pleasure of his company... Uh, about three weeks ago. So, and I spent an hour and a half with the men. And I must say, I asked them a couple of the questions I know you'd like to be asking him because I, I would have a good relationship with Brian. And, and I would have been somebody who would have said I would, I'd have been disappointed with the way the Henry thing and himself turned out, right? And I didn't know what kind of a response I was going to get when I met him. Well, maybe he doesn't listen to the podcast, hopefully. Or maybe he does. But the truth of the matter is um, I waited for an hour for him after the hurling for cancer in Kildare. And I introduced him to Donald Morrissey, actually, uh, Dan and Tom's father, who'd never met him before. And he was going over to the Newbridge uh, Silver Complex for a cup of tea afterwards. I said, we'd meet him over. So I had the pleasure of talking to him for an hour and a half. And one of a couple of the questions I asked him is, how are you going to uh, fill your time? <laughs> he said, I genuinely, I don't know. He said, 
because I've never been in this situation for 24 years. So because everything was focused on Kilkenny. And um, I just said to him, I said, are you going to miss it? Again, he said, I presume I am going to miss it, but time will tell. I said, if you ask me in 12 months' time, I'll let you know. But he was very, very happy, I would say, of what he's achieved. Um, and I think, personally, my own view is I think he's probably gone out at the right time as well. Obviously, love to go out winning in All-Ireland, but go out with a performance, uh, a massive performance against probably the best team, the current, current era now. And, and I just think there was a little bit of damage done, I think, on, on the Henry thing, and maybe he was getting a bit more, maybe a bit cranky, and maybe... You know, the people on the street, I don't know whether they would have had an influence, but I think you can say 99% of the time he's an absolute gentleman. But by Jesus, when he's on the sideline and he does this stuff, you're in trouble. So I'll be missing that next year. and I'll be wondering who will be taking up that role next year. <laughs> yeah, he, he can join. He's still time to join. Come on, racing if you want to pop him a text there today. We were yes. going to make him an honorary president. There's no honorary president. There's no honorary chairman. It's, it's a GA club, <laughs> like you know. But the, the problem shamed, was going to be, if, hey, the problem was going to be having himself, having himself and Charlie and oh, Jackie Town in the one room together. <laughs> no, 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 no. Out, out. When you shamed, when you shamed Hoagie into parting with the two hunters, you nearly shamed Cody into like yeah, yeah. I, I think they I, I was going to say I think they've made a good call, Kilkenny. I suppose we all made our own different assumptions, and there was probably no county with as many potential managers that would roll off your lips straight away. Certainly internally, as came out from Kilkenny, just would say after he had stepped down, because they've an awful lot of people doing great work in different places and very successfully. So there was plenty of options there. But like Derek, the job he did with the twenties, you'd have to say it was very good. And I just think he's in the right place at the right time. So we're, we'll all probably wait until the end of maybe a year or two to decide whether it was a good call or not. But right now, I think from a Kenny point of view, it was the right call. There might have been temptation to jump, obviously, like Henry being an option and, and, and what he's doing. Like So it might have been difficult to tempt him away from Galway. But at the same time, right now today, I think from a Kenny County Board point of view and the continuity point of view, I think they've made the right call. Yeah, as, as soon as um, Derek had won the 20 and then Cody decided he was gone, I always felt he was a, a strong contender. Obviously, you'd hear the other, you know, obviously the other names could have managed, like obviously Henry. Mick, obviously with Offaly, Eddie with Leash, and DJ then has been involved, obviously, very successfully with Carol and that. But yeah, like once he won the 20, I really felt he, he was in contention. Um, so look, and obviously they would have worked together as well as a fair crossover players. But look, the best to look to, to Derek, nice guy, and uh, ho- hope he does well. The last, the last bit of Waterford last year, after probably three good years, kind of the wheels came off a bit. So Liam Cahill is back in tip where they wanted him a year earlier. Poor old Colin Bonner, three-year term in GA doesn't count for much ever in That's why I never signed anything ever in the GA. <laughs> it's three-year term. I used to say to John Costello. I'll meet you next October and we'll see would it be better or worse for me to stay going but, because but, uh, this three-year crack, I don't I don't know. But I'd say Club or County Dale does nothing not in the GA more than 12 months. Are you, you're, like you're just this season, let's see how you get on and we'll have a sit down. That's it. Like, But I think County Board like to announce yeah. that, you know, that they're giving him time to 
But anyway, Liam, Liam is back with Tipham. We're hearing breaking news overnight, Shen, that uh, he's bringing a Watford man with him in, in, in a man he worked with last year, and Tony Brown, which is big news. Um, you don't see too many outside selectors going in to tip. Um, in my recollection, anyway, I can't think of too many. Um, so uh, it's a big move, but it's it's it makes for a very strong management team for tip. Yeah, it does. It does. It really does. Um, I, you don't see many outside guys. No, you don't. I remember Michal who came in with us um, when Eamon O'Shea was manager. Now, it wasn't really in a selector role. It was just kind of Michal was at that stage of his career, I suppose, after being with Clarence Bridge. And I suppose he was trying to get experience and move on and he would have taken some sessions with us. But uh, I, I remember one night in particular, Michal actually wore, we were playing Galway in, um, in the championship in Simple Stadium in the knockout. And I think he got a good bit of grief for, for having a tip top on him. But I suppose he said, look, when you're in, you're in. And I suppose that'll be hard for Tony Brown when, when we go and play Watford. And it'll be hard on the other side as well, lads, which maybe our greatest ever, Owen Kelly, on the sideline at Watford. But I suppose these lads realise, and they're always been brought in for a reason. I know that, that Owen always got on very well with Davey when we were in LIT in Fitzgibbon terms and always got on very well with him. And they had massive respect for each other and really valued each other's opinions when, when, we, when we were hurling inside in LIT. And I'm sure it's the exact same day, though, that Liam Cahill hasn't just plucked Tony Brown, you know, out of the sky because he was a brilliant hurler. He obviously brought a lot to the table and Cahill obviously values his opinion. So he'll, like, that's that's why he's in with Tip. But again, Tony Brown, Owen Kelly, they'll have the Tip gear and the Watford gear on them. They're, they know they know what's what will be at stake when they're facing each other. And it'll be, you know, it, it, you know, it, it could be a massive, massive game as, as all, as the months around Robin Games have been for the last few years. So... I, I think I think it's a big call. It's a big call to do it. But look, Davey's bringing in Owen because he knows he's going to bring something to it. And Liam is bringing in Tony Brown because he knows he's going to bring something to the table. So what they're going to bring, Davey and Liam Cahill know better than any of us. But I, I think you have two very passionate hurling guys going in who have done it all, seen it all. And uh, you know, it's, it's definitely going to be an added bonus to the backroom team You know that, that Liam Cahill has and that Davey will have in Watford. So... It just adds to the spice, lads, doesn't it? Of of uh, of when Tip play Watford again, like in, in the Munster Championship, like. And poor old Brian Owen has to face has to face Davy every year. He's back in yeah. Munster now, so he definitely has to face him, and he had to face him two yeah. years in a row with Wexford as well. But, uh, Shane, an interesting uh, one on the Tip management team. Like uh, like when Liam announced his management team uh, first, right? You wouldn't believe some of the text messages I got because one of Liam's selectors uh, going forward is a guy called T J Ryan. Right, so <laughs> obviously when that when that was announced, right? So I, from even some of my close friends, and including a family member, uh, my older sister sent me a message saying she couldn't believe that I had joined the tip setup. Would you rule out that for the future? Well, Shadella, I mean, like I mean, like yourself, I I never say never. <laughs> Which is a fair chance. TJ, would it be like? Would it be like? Uh, would it be? Would it be like Lars? Would it be like Larson going back and playing for Rangers? Would it, TJ? I think so. I think so. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm very, I'm very, very close to the Emily border where, where, where I am. And you know yourself. Do you know as close? The closer you get to your neighbours, Delo, yeah, the little bit of rivalry kind of notches up. That's the reality. Isn't it? That's it. We are. Your we are TJ, we could have been. Uh, we could have been hurling together, TJ, you know, as I said, as I said to you before. Yeah. Shame is in our parish, but yeah. So no, the, tip, the, tip, the tip Limerick rivalry would be at part of its strongest in my area. Let's just say yeah. that. 
Well, as I moved to West Clare, the nearest county to me is Kerry, TJ. So, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> unless I take the ferry again someday, but it can't, wouldn't rule that out either. Go no, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, as we wouldn't have, Mark, we, because funny today, the All Ireland, we, we were all there together, sure, we were being paraded. Uh, well, there was only about 5,000 in the stadium, I think. But, uh, chit-chatting to Davy um, in the tunnel, and he was with us night four. And I said, sure, hardly going to stay in the Sunday game. Yeah. I said, you're going somewhere. And I, I would have thought it was to Dublin in my head. I didn't see the Warford return, but it kind of shocked us all, didn't it, really? And as much as Michal, oh. I don't know who then. We, we all expected Cahill to go back to tip at some stage, whether it would be straight away or call him again another year or whatever. But we, we might be taught, they, we didn't see Michal. I don't know who coming. I didn't anyway, unless he went back to Galway. Uh, but Davy to Warford was a bit of a shock as well. Oh, Hundred percent. I I couldn't believe I'd be straight with you that he went back down to Waterford. Like, and it's that's there's nothing wrong with that now. It's just that I I would have felt that what he was there once did a reasonably good job, but I didn't expect to see him going back there again. It's probably the first time that a manager has gone back from the outside, obviously. And like Kim Kingston had done Cork and went away and came back and stuff like that. But Anthony, the movement this year, Fitzy to Waterford. Cahill to tip, Perrine to Cork, Cody gone, Ling in, Donahue to Dublin, Willie Mayer to Leash, and then and change, Michael Fenley gone from Offaly. So yeah. like, there has been a massive, massive change in the in the management structures across all the inter-country scenes. And probably we're going to see more and more of this happen. And, and the, the extra piece of that is the selectors going from different counties you know, from their playing counties to other counties to manage and be selectors or coaches. So, like, the barriers that were there and the thought process that was there for, we say, club or county, oh, you can't go outside your own club, you can't go outside your own county. I think that day is gone, and, and you know, I mentioned that before, that the, the GA is evolving at a rapid, rapid rate, and this is part of it as well where the club boundary and the county boundary is no longer part of that. There obviously will be some people, Anthony, no matter who they are, won't go across the county bounds to train another county or another club, you know, but you lose good people. And it was one of the things I, I would have said a long time ago, you know, where a fellow might be in a position, and so like likes of Henry and likes of Michael Shefflin, I'm sorry, Michael Fenley, when is their chance going to come for Kilkenny? So they, do they sit in the sideline waiting for the Kilkenny County Board to make up their mind? Or do they go away and cut their teeth with another county? And I would be, I'd be a big believer of letting fellas off, get them cut their teeth, you know, because you'll make mistakes as well. And there's no doubt about that. And fellas want to do the best they can with their own county. So I, I think there's a huge amount of learnings. But just coming back to your question about Davy, I'm shocked to see that he went back to Waterford. But I'm delighted that he's in the game, to be honest with you, because I can sit here on a Monday morning and have a few <laughs> cracks on. <laughs> you used to be doing that while he was on the Sunday game as well, like. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, it is great. And but I, I said, you could ask the Dublin as well, Michal, I don't know who I suppose. Only two, and we're, we're after blowing. We're, Cody listens to us, he'll have a swelled head after talk, talking about him. But really, the only two managers in the last five or six years, seven years maybe or so, are John Kiley and Liam Sheedy and Michal Dunahu to win all Ireland's and and uh, um, Dublin to go after Michal Dunahu, who no no one saw it coming really. Um, 
there was a few speculated on and uh i think it's a great coup and he has that galway set up with him um going back in so it is it is a challenging time for dublin but at the same time um he'll get a bit of time in dublin in fairness to john castellani he's other county but they would give you a chance to put your stamp on it so that has been the case with the previous few managers so we'll wish yeah, him kind of best a, of luck a tendency to go for experience too Delo and those, in all those appointments like they, they, like it's, it's a difficult job now it's very much all consuming and I suppose the guy that has the good CV and has been there and done it and knows the scene because she's in the inter-county setup today just so much scope we, we, we spoke there very briefly about the Mayo setup and what Max Day is bringing to the table and Shane you were kind of basically saying that Bradley said he has everything except a gynecologist involved in all the areas so um, it's, it's, it's a huge huge job but David Waterford for me I, like was I a little bit surprised I probably was I, I, I probably knew David was going to come back into the game and for me David's probably a little bit like Guinness he's an acquired taste so like some people love their Guinness and like I think that this time he's a really good fit. He, the, the Waterford team is experienced. I don't think he has to find a huge amount of players. I think all the they're players ready. are they're there. Ready, aren't they? They're ready. They're ready. Mm. So uh, a lot of the guys, I think outside of Parik Mahan, I think none of the guys were involved when he was there before. So I think this is a good fit. And in fairness to David Fitzroy, <clears> his record and what he's done speaks for itself and what he brings mm. to the table. So I, I, again, I think, I, I think a good fit. And I was speaking to a couple of Waterford people. I met them at the rest of them more. And I mean, even prominent people in Waterford. And I mean, they were happy with the appointment and it's definitely grown on them. And they, I mean, they're, they're certainly looking forward to it. And as Mark said there, like new managers are going to be under pressure from the word go because like they have the luxury of being the experience on their side and have been there and done that. But like us in the GA, just with sharp memories. No, your last year is as good as your last game. So they're going to have to get off the ground to a flyer and um, try and maybe make some bit of a stamp to say this is heading in the right direction and they're going to have to want the good vibes out there. But yeah, a even lot though of good business. Even though, TJ, they probably don't want to be winning the league. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't know. Was there something there today, Dale, but there's no potential league final? Was that is that real? I don't know, but sure it's been... The round robins in both places have kind of destroyed the league with the condensed season because you've no time... No real time. The league has to be but, uh, played. Uh, is, is, blood a few lads, but it's not. I don't think it's any. But is there a possibility you're talking about no league finals? Yeah. Well, yeah, it happened. It happened not that long ago. I'd say maybe 50, sometime in the last fifteen, maybe twenty year period now that they just had a division one and the top team in it, as it is a league, uh, won the league. Uh, they only did it one year though because I'd said a few quid was needed from the semi finals. Or is that uh, just a football? And the final. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. There's massive changes in football. I'm the clue. Honest with you, teach them it's hard enough to keep going with our own thing, but uh, yeah, okay. I'm not sure, I'm not sure. But it's not it look at I don't think teams they look at the Waterford story from last year as well. I think it could be devalued even further. The league, um, and and, and the fact that, that we said Limerick didn't go brilliant in the league last year and came out and won the All Ireland afterwards, so you, you had both sides of it, Anthony, hadn't you? You had, you had, and and that's you will have like that's the, that's the reality of it. And I just think the teams. There's a round robin to be played, and you have to try and get in the tree in both provinces. You don't invest too much in the, there isn't really time either. If you're in the league final, as we all saw that last year, you were going to be up against the gun straight away almost to be to be ready again. Like whereas we were always, you know, our time, the league final, get to it, you normally had five, six weeks. You know, you could even let teams go back, play yeah. two rounds slow or whatever, and uh 
I think one of the key problems, Dale, one of the key problems for managers is the current structure of league and championship is the training block within them is very small, right? So if you approach if you approach the league with a view of gung ho, get to the league final and win it, it probably takes that trialing aspect and really having a look at different possibilities away because you want to win every game and then as we now know the way that the Munster Championship for sure is there's, there's no gimme no game in, in, in there that you can take a chance on and that between the league and the championship if that block is only let's say two weeks which it was for let's say the Cork and Waterford you get no chance or no opportunity to change if something goes wrong and, and, and that's where the problem arises of being in the league final so if you want to try and look at a number of different things through the league it's trying to marry being competitive and winning versus having all your ducks in a row for the championship. So that's where the challenge really is. It's not so much the time gap, but like in Cork's situation, Mark, this year, where if it goes wrong, you just don't have time to fix it. Yeah, but like you could look at Limerick then as well. They didn't pay any great heed to TJ and just trained hard and got themselves ready because maybe they were a little bit behind from the celebrations and things and... and so well, they got the time right. Yeah, oh, they did. Sure, that's, that's, yeah. If you look at it, if you win the All-Ireland, everything is right. That Correct. brings us on, I suppose, and we, we'll keep a bit of these lads for, I think we're not back for two weeks. Um, we'd have to wait for the little All-Ireland final, I think, before we're back. So, um, And we have a lot of club stuff to get through, and I want to talk about a few little other things. The mix, uh, the new season, uh, are you enjoying it, or can you see flaws or stuff that can be improved on, or are you, I'd say you're just... Loving it, Mark. It's, everything is perfect. Which he's on to the semi-finals and football sure. down to the semi-finals and it's just seem seemingless running along. It's running like clockwork, Della, and that is down to the very efficient running of the Cork County Board. Once they have their times, they get their matches played. We had a quarter final that was finished uh, a draw at full time, a draw after extra time, and then went to penalties yes. and. There's only, one well, team complaining. There's only one team complaining, the team that got beaten. Every other team is delighted because the other semi-finalists, the matches can go ahead. There's no team seems to be getting an advantage. And, you know, after, and, after an hour and 20 minutes, if you haven't been separated, go down to penalties. And the excitement, obviously, for people watching the live streaming, people who were at the match, and you see Black Rock, the way they celebrated afterwards, it's just the new GA thing, lads, and we've just got to embrace it and move on. But the only point I'm going to make to you about the split season is a brilliant idea because it protects the club. And that is the single most important thing is that the club player is protected. Now, it has flaws. We've seen the, 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 the stuff with some of the inter-county hurlers and footballers who left Ireland to go to America. And, and that is because there's been a culture for the last 10 or 15 years for lads in college and stuff like that that are going to America to have, to get a few quid and obviously do a bit of travelling. No issue with that, right? Um, and I think that will change as the new structure beds in Anthony over time. But in terms go, of promoting the club game... What? They won't go to America, is that what you're saying? I think the numbers that are going, Anthony, will become lesser and lesser would be my view. You know, right. I, I think because the last 10 or 15 years, fellas were saying last year, we're going to America the following summer, so they're planning to do it. So if you were 100 people that did that this year, that might be 90 next year. It might be 80 the year after. I think it takes time for this to evolve. Like, we've been in a situation where the club 
play one game at the start of the year, do nothing for three months and then come back with it. And then you're waiting for your inter-county team to be out of the championship before you can play the next. So that is all gone now. There's a structure. The inter-county is going to be there. The club is going to be there. And like the other thing is, like we, we had clubs last year that were training in November and knew they weren't going to be playing championship till July. So that kind of will change as well, like, you know, because of experience and trialing it and see how it gets on. So is there tweaks that can be made? Of course there are. There's no doubt about that. Is there, you were saying, you is were saying early on, dear, you, 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 you referenced the Clare County Board has been a basket case, couldn't organise. and or We know our semi-finalists uh, next Sunday evening as well. We'll be just a week behind you. And um, Wexford always got, also got a fair... A fair uh, Lambaste and a few early in the year for not having their, but their well, county just, finalists, yeah. their county champions are there for the last seven weeks, I think, uh, waiting for a Leinster club campaign without any class of a match. Uh, Kerry, the oh, same am I right way. or wrong? Are you, are you trying to tell me am I right or wrong about the Wexels? I kind of covered off the Wexels first now, right? Am I right or wrong, sir? That you have a you have a team that have to win the county and they're going to be waiting for eight, eight weeks to play the first round of the Leinster championship. But they're telling us they're more than happy with it. They're telling us they're more than happy with it. That they want to concentrate on hurling first, then on football. Okay, so and yeah, well, that's grand, so that, that's their own decision. But both those county boards, yours included, <coughs> you're missing the point is ye were still waiting for the Clare inter county team to be out of championship before they put a structure in place of when you no, were going to be playing. No, no, that was the argument I had. The, the structure, no, was in absolutely place. not. They had given provisional dates if Clare didn't yeah. get to the All Ireland final. But they also had another date if Clare got to the All Ireland final. And that's the one. Didn't get to the final, they're beating the semi final. That's the one. And we're still a week behind the great Cork setup. So, so the, the, and, and tell me this much were all your players back from America to play with your club, were they? No, no. Eventually, there's one still away yeah. and there's one back now, possibly might play. And there is one back. Uh, he's played well for us, centre back. He, he came back early. He don't, I don't think he liked it out there. So he came back early. And we got him back, but the other two were missing for most of. And they've had this management about four times already this year. Yeah, you probably have heard bits of it. Okay, but, you, you were prepared today, now, Dale, all right, to, to bring it up. So I wasn't prepared, but I will say this to you, right? <laughs> this this split season is that the club championship doesn't go back to the second last weekend in July, right? And if that message was transported to the clear players. They went away to America, your club involved, right? Rather than saying there's a provisional date for this, depending on when you win or lose your match, just start on the, the last or the second last week of July, and the players would actually be back in time. And you'd be able yeah. to get your timings right in terms of training and stuff like that. Well, a lot Mark of these lads were hurling over there, Mark. And if your club progressed to a semi final or final, you, you wouldn't be coming back. That's the reality of it. We'll come back. But, Marco, what I'm going to say here, right, is. To be fair to the GEA, let's say at the outset here, the goal was to try and facilitate a system where the inter-county system or the game got their priority and the club got their That was the overall goal, right? So your opinion here is influenced by which fence are you sitting on, right? Like the vibe I get from the inter-county players is they like it, right? The vibe I get from some of the supporters is, is that they don't like it because they'd like to have games going into August because some of their Sundays are boring and they don't have matches there, right? The, the, the club player or the jewel player or the student, depending on their situation, it's all sort of different, differing opinions. 
my, my own opinion, I, I'm a little bit on the fence at times. Like, it is difficult for the club player to wait all the way to literally the last week of July or the 1st of August to get a championship game. It's a long wait. And as I said, it's, and it's wrong. Like, I said, look, I've, I've two sons myself. If one of them wanted to go to America, like, I certainly wouldn't be stopping him if he got an opportunity to go and travel in Pearl. I, I, I think that's unfair. So there's an awful lot of differing opinions here. We said that we might have a challenge there to set ourselves by the end of the year to sit down and throw a calendar together to, to put on the page. And, and that's the challenge there for everybody. So if you go from the start of the year, from, let's say, for Skibbon Cups to pre-league tournaments to league to championship into club scene. And even the club scene, if you maybe bring in dual clubs, which is difficult again, and then we're into a situation where it's 17 versus 18, then there's 17s and 19s competitions 19, and some less running side by side side by side and even there's an under 21 competition which is maybe fired into the end of the year because obviously anybody decent under 21 is playing with a senior team so it's a very complex situation and if you have a strong opinion on it you need to have a solution to go with it and in fairness to county boards from what I can see they are genuinely trying to do the right thing and in Wexford if it suits them, and you know, even, even Jamie Card and Mikey Fogarty, those boys were telling me in Wexford that there's a huge amount of dual clubs there. And they felt the solution for them was to finish one competition and then concentrate on the other. And that that works for them. And I suppose, look, you have to respect that opinion. So like, I, I probably wouldn't like to see something like that in Limerick. But what is the exact right science? Like, Shane, you're still playing. It'd be interesting to see from your point of view in the club scene as to what you think. Yeah, there's there's a good bit there, no lads. Uh, <laughs> we're always fighting about that. <laughs> uh, well, I tell you, my my view on the split season, I like obviously there's pros and cons. I'm for it anyway. I think the pros are like you know you have a defined year and socially you can kind of plan your year and you know I suppose a lot of lads can actually go on a summer holiday during the actual summer rather than hoping to go maybe in January and it might be pissing rain in Lanzarote like and that might be your summer holiday which you know, we've all probably done lads but the uh, and, and can I also say anyone any guy club guy you know thinking about getting married and planning your wedding in August or September you're asking for trouble lads you're asking for trouble okay if you want to get married there's four of us here I could probably guess the times of year we all got married and it probably was more towards maybe when Santa Claus was coming and that was for a reason right Okay, so I think that's the good side of it that you can plan your life, you can have a social life. I think the inter county lads, TJ, I uh, from talking to them as well, they they like it because I suppose when they're when the inter county thing is over from they can go away and kind of let the hair down maybe for a couple of weeks wherever they want with their buddies from the inter county panels or their club mates before the thing starts because they have a structure and they know when the club games are going to start. And I also would love to see more midweek games, lads. Um, it it it, it doesn't happen too much in tip. I, I I think it might happen maybe somewhere else, but. I'd love to see more matches on Wednesdays and Thursdays. And, you know, you're, you're talking about lads getting recovery in and all the things like that. And I think that would be a, an, an, another help as well if, if lads had things on at the weekend or whatever. I, I, I'd love to see more championship matches on Wednesdays and Thursdays, in my opinion, when the daylight is there to do it. Like, you know, very hard to ask someone to play a, a championship game at six o'clock on a Wednesday. But I'm talking about at the height of summer there, you know, or in, in August, that these games would be on at 7, 7.30. And I, I think that would also be another thing. The con of it is, the, the the negative of the side of it is, there is that limbo period, lad, the, lads, there with the club because the wait is so long. I think any club going back training before March is mad now, lads, in my opinion, uh, because you realise that, the you know, realistically, you're not going to be hurling until the end of July, August. So I, I think if you are going back training in January, February, you're only asking for trouble, for, for burnout for the players, for interest going. 
I mean, there's a, there was probably a period there maybe for all clubs lads this year, maybe in May or June, where you probably would have got more lads to talk out in Magaluf than you would maybe in Mullinahone because, you know, lads were gone away and they wanted to live their lives. And I think that comes down to management by the manager, by the club to say, look, lads, we train hard for this block. We'll play our league. Take your time away. But lads, we need everybody on board for the end of July, start of August. So I think I'm, I'm all for it in that regard. I, I, I personally wouldn't mind seeing the All-Ireland going back two or three weeks. That's, that'd be my opinion. I think the club team could still get played with, with very, very, very well and very efficiently if the, Ireland, if the All-Ireland went back two or three weeks. That'd be my opinion on it. But split season, lads, there, there's a lot there to talk about. Uh, do I think split season is good? I do. And uh, even as playing with the club there at the moment, I think lads know when they can go away and lads know when they have to be back. The America thing is a tricky one. Lads need to live their lives too, lads. But you're talking about under-19. I think the under-19 thing is as worthwhile now as, as, a, as a handbrake in a canoe. I, I just I, I don't think that's working. I think you've seen that. You probably all read Christy O'Connor's article, lads. Mark, I'm sure you read it, like, what's going on down in Cork? It's going on everywhere, lads. The under-19 things is, lads don't want to play it. There's no interest in it. And I'm sure it's another debate it's like for another plate. day. It's like, yeah. a, it's like a plate competition. When you're beating in the championship, we play the plate. Like, there's no interest yeah, in it yeah, so I think, yeah. I think, look, for me, get it back to under-18, under-21, you know. Um, yeah. That's a big I one. I think that's where it's at. Right. Look, it, yeah, yeah. So And universally, yeah, that's, in that's, every that's, country. That's yeah, and I would like the three more weeks as well. I don't think that affected with your top senior grade and which this is all about finishing the All-Ireland in the calendar year, the Club All-Irelands, with them all being down to 16, which there's a bit of work to be done in a couple of counties, especially Galway, um, that when that's done, I don't think you'll have any hassle finishing your in, in good weather as well. Uh, you're still not going to be finished. Like I mean, the clear quarterfinals are on this weekend. The football quarterfinals will be next weekend. Back to semi-finals. It's going to be another month and that's not any massive difference from when my first county final playing in was 1989 that was on my birthday the 22nd of October uh, in 1997 Claire won the All-Ireland senior title and the All-Ireland minor title and the county final was played on the 22nd of October as well so it's not going to be massive change either that we're all going to be finished but I look I know the Munster Council uh, the Munster Club fixtures are out Look, we could be talking about it all day anyway, and we're, run, we're, we're already up to 50 minutes. All I will say is the Waterford Football Championship got finally thrown in last Saturday. You know, so maybe some counties would want to look at the overall thing. Like, I know Waterford Football is not maybe in the top 15 counties in Ireland or the top 20 even, but at the same time, there's Waterford lads who would live for club football. You know, we know some of the names we saw how great a player footballer Brick was in his day and, and a few more of them and other lads that just play football and they got started last Saturday in, in their club championship so I don't think we have it bang on I think there's merit in it I agree with you Shane I agree with you too Mark you know I do agree with you but I think it needs I'd be very strong on 18 and and 21 coming back in at all grades <clears> but, and a proper, but I, I think clear the first competition in the year was always the 21 championship around Paddy's weekend knockout. Everyone loved it. Straight knockout. You might have eight, ten teams in A down along BC, and uh, teams got ready for it good and early. That was the early training that went on. Now it's going to be played at the end of October, I think. And, you know, uh, I, I just don't see the mirrors in that the way they're trying to run it. Okay, so just on the under 18 grade, Anthony. Um, if that's brought back in, 
you see, one of the beauties of under 17 is that none of those players will affect adult competitions. If you bring back the grade up to 18, it's going to affect the fixtures on adult competitions because clubs will say he's playing minor and he's playing adult and there's going to be a crossover of fixtures. So if it comes back up to 18, what I can then see is that the GA will move to say, if you went under 18 grade, well, under 18s can't play adult grade anymore. So that was one, that was the main reason for switching down to 17. And I don't... Along I with, that, from, from being involved, this year, Mark, I know Shane is still playing, but I'm directly involved. Our 17s, which is now the minor, you know, they play Tuesday night, Wednesday night there every week in the good weather. They're down to the semi-finals yeah. now, so they're on Sunday week. Uh, we'll be finished probably with the with the senior or juniors might be still in it. But we'd have had three lads. We'd have had no problem with them playing a match on the Wednesday night. You know, three lads that are over for 17 that are with us. We'd have had no issue at all, I think, with those three playing an under-18 minor championship on a Wednesday night. We never had, not in my time. I came on to the senior and, panel and, and at Castle as a minor and, you know, we played I, away. I would have... I would have okay, so... I would 100% agree with you, right? That, that, that you as an individual in your club, but we had a club, two clubs in Cork this year, refused to leave their adult players playing the under 19 competition. So that's that's where the issue happens. Yeah, we didn't play at all. We didn't play at all. They didn't allow them. They didn't allow them playing the under 19 competition. Yeah, they, we were, they, were, they were 19 we... years of age. We had a long-term yeah, injury and we had the yeah. three guys in America. And could we afford them? I think it was going to be five more of the panel playing on the Thursday night before the Sunday. Uh, we couldn't. But I think there was an acceptance always of 18-year-olds playing their grade. And if they were available then for Saturday, Sunday, fine. I, don't, Dello, yeah. I, th I, th I think a more important point is, um, and I agree with what you're saying there, but let's say if you kept it like right now, if a guy plays up to under 17, right? Like you need to be exceptionally good to be on your club senior squad the following year coming out of, you're only going to get the real cream of the crop at under 17, right? Whereas if you can keep those guys playing for another 12 months, right? And yeah. let's say they're 18 or heading to be 19 the following season. Now you're trying to bring a bigger group of them onto your senior squad. It's a better roadmap coming out of under 18, I believe, rather than under 17. Didn't Arsenal, didn't Arsenal bring on a 15-year-old last weekend? <laughs> <You know>? oh. <laughs> but look, we'll, we'll leave that because we will get back to that. And I think, from my point of view there, a massive amount of a sit-down, a powwow, has to happen at the end of this year. I'd probably leave things alone for next year, even with the All-Ireland in the middle of July. Even though I'd love another three weeks for the All-Ireland, I just think it'd be better for, the, for our sports. Um but I think at the end of the two years, then call it what's working, what's not working. Look at all the various problems in this county. Look at how beautiful it can work in Cork. And, you know, let's see, let's see what we can come Marco, up with. Marco, would you be available for some of those discussions if the GA called on you to sit round the round table, get your opinion, and to drive kind of some of those changes? My number is, my door is always open, TJ. Always <laughs> okay. open. Good. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like they say about, um, I never retired. I just they just stopped picking me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, so if if Larry McCarthy and if Tom Ryan are listening, Mark will be a top man to have on that committee. All expenses paid. In crop hair for the Wednesday night. <laughs> he got to the car on the way home the following day. <laughs> Lads, there's matches to be played. There's matches to be played. We'll run through. We'll run through. We we'll have to start, I suppose, with the Little Ireland. 
as it's not. Oh, Jesus, we'll be here for half an hour. We won't. Okay. <laughs> Even though but, a car club having won a monster club in so so long, it's just and haven't been. Even raised a gallop yeah. in the Munster Club in so so long, but uh, we still talk about it. it's big deal down there. Marco, you've double headers the weekend. Uh, I know the examiner live streaming both the senior semi finals and the senior A uh, semi semi finals and the senior A semi final between Father Neils, your neighbours, and Bride Rovers. It wouldn't be that far from you yeah. either, would it? Um, no, no, all, all been live streamed. Fantastic service. I've seen bits and pieces. I haven't seen that much because I've been involved. And if you're not involved, I'd love to sit down and watch loads of matches. But when you're involved, you're kind of caught with going training and this, that, and the other. So huge ones to look forward to. Mark, you alluded to BlackRock coming through on penalties. Aaron's own no quarterfinal for their their greatness early on in the year by being the team that had the most got out of the group stages. Right, the highest ranked team, yeah, yes. straight into the semi-final. Yes, yeah. So... Like, it's a festival of hurling yet again, right, okay? All the quarterfinals. And just <clears throat> so people know, there are five grades in Cork. Premier Senior, Senior A, Premier Intermediate, Intermediate A, and Premier Junior. Now, it's a bit of a mouthful. I prefer Division 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. Keep, keep it simple, right? But anyway, that's where we're at. 12 teams in all grades. So we, we've been structuring. And it really is coming to fruition, I would suggest. Um, with a unique scenario where you have um, Castle Martyr and uh, Liz Gould unbeaten in three years. So they've won two county championships at the lower grades and coming up along. So they're both back in semifinals at their at a third grade higher than they were two years ago. So or three years ago. So that's massive. But um, so... And, and, and the, the matches are spread over the weekend. So you have matches Friday night, Saturday, and Sunday. So you have three days of club championship uh, happening this weekend. So it's massive. Um, just to run through it, the Bears are playing Newtown and the Rockies are playing Aaron Zone. Both those matches are in Parky Cleave. It's a doubleheader and, uh, and on Wonder. Sunday. And just, nice so just to mention all the games, you said Farronese and Bride Rovers. There's also Castle Lines and Castle Martyr. And it's Senior A for the Farronese game and uh, Premier Intermediate for the Castle Lines, Castle Martyr game. But they're four East Cork teams. So they're going to be they're bringing, in fact, a good, good move by the county board to bring four East Cork teams, even though they're different grades, bring them in to pay them as a doubleheader. And you'll be really hoping that the, you know, that, that supporters will go and watch both games. Now, would I prefer the match would be on in Middleton? Whereas 10, 15 minutes for all supporters, probably yes. But as you know, as a player, you want to go into the main stadium and play in the main stadium. I'm just talking about the promotion of the game, making it easier for the, the fans to get and create a really brilliant atmosphere. It's four or 5,000 people into Middleton for a doubleheader and all these got one. It would be massive. So there's pros and cons. But the, the bottom line is, is a massive amount of following going to go on in Cork this weekend. And then to get into the nuts and bolts of it, I'd say the county board will be really, really hoping that the Bears and Black Rock will get into a final because we had we had the Glen and the Rockies during COVID, no supporters, hadn't seen it for 30 or 40 years, an all-city final, and we missed no, We It was covered in TG Cahar. It was a brilliant game. 
And um, there's a possibility both teams go in as favourites this weekend. And I think both both teams could possibly win, I would suggest. And, you know, a little message back to Mark Sheen and the county board and Kevin O'Donovan. If whoever gets to the county final, would you just go out to the national schools and give each child a five-euro voucher that can be brought to the board part of the county board or the Parky Queen the day of the final because you want to pack out your stadium the day of the final to promote the game and create a great atmosphere. And I prefer to see a bum in the seat at three or four euros than no bum in the seat. So get the kids involved. You know, the kids are going to be getting in for free anyway, but you'll bring a parent along if you give them a voucher for a fiver. So the, the message, Anthony, is keep promoting the game. The young kids, I, I have a young fella, they're all going to school now, they're all going to primary school. Not all kids, and we're in a country, a rural a rural village, right? Not all kids are going down to the field to play GAA. So, like, like Charlie's, Charlie's got seen, 23. Got, they're, not, they're not seeing their heroes, you see, in July, August. Well, <laughs> they're not seeing any heroes anything for a long time, to be honest with no, us. Like, it, it, it is a way easier if you're promoting the game, there's no doubt, but we have lost a bit of that allure. We have lost yeah. that situation whereby, oh, you think in a rural club, every fellow will have a hurley in his hand. They don't. So we need to promote the game and we need to encourage people to go to the matches. And that, that forms part of that. If you're in a locality of Newtown, Chandler, or the Bears, or you know, on the south side, you know, those kids, and they might be in the heart of Blackrock. They don't even know Blackrock are in a county semi-final, some of them, this weekend. Whereas if, at least if there's something going on and promoting it within the national school, they will get more people to go to the match. And it is all about promoting the game. Although the jizz, when they came home with, with the COVID one, there was a fair crowd to meet them at the clubhouse. BlackRock was a super <laughs> spreader, wasn't it? They were all out. So did, 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 didn't the, didn't the uh, crowd park shut down shops straight afterwards? Um, so look, just just a bit of information about the about the semi-finalists in, in the Premier Senior. So you have BlackRock, obviously trained by Louis Mulqueen. They came through the semi-final um, on penalties, beating him McKilly. In the last round robin game, Charleville were two points up with five minutes to go. Charleville were in the county final and Blackrock were out of the championship. Blackrock happened to squeeze through and put Charleville into a relegation final. So that was fierce exciting. Um, they're a big physical team. They were county champions two years ago. They're playing a different brand of hurling. They're playing a little bit, a little bit like Limerick. They're controlled, ball over and back to field, holding possession. I don't know would that work this weekend against Ernzone. It possibly will. Ernzone, just listen possibly to Matt. More of a, possibly more of a clear influence pre-Lohan, I'd say, there than a Limerick influence. I'd say something. So I, I just, there's a, I think they took a long time to beat Immokili. And Immokili were in front for nearly all the game. Robbie Cotter got a last-minute goal. Great goal in fairness. I mean, he's been really good. He's, had a, he's been a standout forward in the championship so far this year. Um, so... They they go in as favourites, but they're, they're coming up against Arizona. And listen to an interview from Martin Vaughan who said they were trying to avoid relegation this year, and they end up finding themselves in a semi final. Now they are a brilliant club, and so far that the two Murphys, Stephen Cronin, um, Shabon and Goals, Shani Kelly midfield, Stephen Cronin halfback, they're all close to thirty. So they have been they have given unbelievable service to the club. Um, 
but whether they'll be able to get over the line or not, I don't know. They, they didn't have a quarter final because of the luxury being the top graded team that went straight to the semi final. We won't know till after the weekend how that's going to pan out. The Bears are new town. The Bears are the money, coming yeah. team. In the, huh? Oh, it's intriguing. It's intriguing, it's intriguing money, yeah. because Newtown beat the Glen, who were favourites and had been in three county finals for the last four or five years, and then toughed it out. There were seven or eight points up at half time with a, a significant breeze. The Glen came back level with 10 minutes to go, and it looked like the Glen were going to overhaul them, but they didn't. Now, I suppose Newtown have, have certainly been surprise packets, I would say, on one hand. Jamie Collin and Cahill Nocton, two lads from the ages, have been brilliant for them. You know, can they carry him through again on another weekend? It'll Jim probably... Jim O'Mahony in his best Tim, position. Centre-back, yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Got four points from play from centre-back. But his marker on the night, Owen Downey got six from play. So, <laughs> you know, what do you do? I, I'm a defender, but I'm leaving your man get six points from play. So... And Owen Downey is the younger brother of Robert Downey. And he was That's picked at wing back and they played him centre forward and he was brilliant on the night. So another lad for the future, hopefully. They hadn't hoggy either, of course, the Glen. No, they were, they, he didn't play. He was injured. Um, he was injured at the last game of their, their round robin and didn't play him for some reason, but missed a couple of frees late on that possibly would have got him over the line. But look, it's just one of those things, I suppose. He made he made a decision that his his injury was was significant and that he couldn't he couldn't take his place. So, um, but the Bears are certainly the common team. There's no doubt about that. They have it everywhere. They're big. They're physical. They're very mobile. They're the most mobile team in Cork now by a long ways. Uh, a lot of you, Ben O'Connor, um, Ethan Toomey, Ben Cunningham, George Youngler, Brian Hayes, Conor Cahillan. Could the football catch yeah. up a bit? It's not going to be a help. I, I put it this way. If they weren't involved in the football, I would make the Bears as being the favourites to win the championship. It would be certainly they'd have a clear pass. They'd be hurling every night of the week. Now, they've managed it brilliantly in fairness to the club. Um, so, But they're really they're really a nice hurling team and they're, um, they're good tactically, but they play a lot of long ball as well. They, you know, so... They're a more traditional team, I would suspect, a little bit more traditional insofar that they will hold it if they need it, but there is an appetite to get the ball to the forwards. Uh, young Jack okay. Cahillan, obviously the three Cahillan brothers. And here's the funny thing, three Cahillan brothers have been hurling for the Bears. They play football for Castlehaven and are meeting each other in the semi-final of the football. So that'll be an interesting weekend. And Damien got a red card in the football. In the last match, so I think he's available for the Holland, but not available for the football, but sure. We've seen last year in the county with 15 red cards and 13 were rescinded. Maybe that's a discussion for another day with the county board, but I, I expect that Damien will probably be available, judging on what we saw last year in the rescinding of all these red cards. Would you say an all city final, Matt? I think so. Yeah, okay. I okay. think so. And that's okay. not being disrespectful to the other two teams. But just I'll, you know, I'll ask you to just call the the, the senior A Father Niels and Bright Rovers for my in courses. Oh, Dilo, like this, oh, like that. fairness. Oh, um, like Fabro Niels are going for the third county final in a row. Uh, John Melrick would have been missing for a number of those matches. Um, he's back fully fit this year. Fred Rovers have improved a good bit. 
Um, they're really good underage structure. They're all those lads now are getting older, so they're, they're, they're and they're a really good uh, qualifying win over Klein. It, it was a non-contest to be honest, with one by seven or eight goals on the night. Um, Red Rovers will go into the matches as favourites. Sorry, Farronese go into the matches favourites. I have a sneaking feeling the Fadder that 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 Pride Rovers will give him enough for that day. Like, like Owen Roach and Dickie Dalton now will be one of the matchups. Yeah. Brian Roach is is named at full forward, but he normally plays a centre forward. He's a really hot property at the moment. And there's a young fella that came out of minor last year. He, um his name escapes me you now. He's a really good player. Um do you know what? I, I go for an outsider on this one, right? I go for the Rovers to beat to beat Fadder O'Neill. And in the other one, um Courses have been have been really tough, physical. Sean Goheen in charge of them. They've got over the line by a pint against Belly Hay in a game that you know could have went anywhere. They're really tough and physical. Um, I think for my might have a bit more pace for them. They play football as well. Um, but this year in particular, they're getting a fierce tune and they're putting up big scores in the championship as well. So for me, I'm going to go with Fermoy in that one and I'm going to go for Bright Rovers. Okay, and uh, we'll be back for the Little All-Ireland Finals in uh, two weeks' time. I know there's loads of other grades, but we'll be here all night uh, if we went down through all the grades. True. Um, <laughs> huge weekend and tip. Two doubleheaders, Shane. I'm sure you'll be on duty. Um, with the streaming and the commentaries, and you've had a yeah. few very exciting ones. You, Saturday, you've two local derbies really with Drummond Inch and Lockmore, and then Kilwan and Toom. Uh, and then Sunday, J.K. Bracken's an upper church meeting again after meeting in the football last week, I think, or upper church one, I think. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. Kiladangan, who I suppose would be favourites. Um, I don't know, I could be wrong on that meeting. I suppose one of the stories for a lot of sad reasons. Um, in Clonauty, uh in the, in the last match. Yeah. Um, yeah. How do you see him go home? How are you looking forward to or? Yeah, I'd think I'd go down to him quickly there for you, Dale. Like I said, the drum Lockmore thing, I suppose for a long time, Lockmore would have been the the, the favourite in this match, but Drum really have got their, their house in order this year. Um, if there's you're talking about guys maybe that the wider hurling world might not have heard of, Mark named <coughs> a few there down in Cork. A few guys from Drum, I think, will be see time in a tip senior jersey sooner rather than later. Um, one of them being Podge Campion and another one being John Campion. John would have figured that in their 20s, but Podge, you know, he's playing the halfback line. He's hurling unbelievable stuff. Johnny Ryan in the forwards, David Collins, and massive for Drum and Inch at the moment, lads, is that Shamey is really hitting form again. Um, you might have seen the point he got off the hurley there the last day mm. from whatever it was out. And I think Owen Collins actually scored him from just outside the 21, even Turles, the, the goalkeeper for Drum. But what I'm trying to say is that normally the pressure would be on Lockmore to win these matches or the expectation. Whereas for me, I think now it's Drum's time. Like, And if Drum can can get over the line, I think they will actually go on and win win the county final. I think they're they're physically in great shape. They're, they're mentally in a great place. And, and Lockmore still don't have John. They don't have Ed Conley back. Kieran Conley featured for him the last day, so he's a massive push on. But look, we've, we've I suppose everybody has always said something about Lockmore that they just know more so than Kilkenny. They seem to know how to win big on the biggest days. But I just think Drummer in a really great place. So I, I fancied him to, to do it Saturday. I is think Kieran one and two one is, it, is, is it tough Conley, as well. Is Ed Conley in the States? 
uh, no, I can't. He's injured. He got uh, oh, he's still injured from all. Just back from the states. Is that so it? Kieran, yeah, Kieran's just back from the states. But Kieran actually picked up an injury as well. So, um, so he's just coming back from from that injury. But he's a massive boost now. He featured last day for him against Anna Carty. So, and obviously, look, even you the likes of Noel and Brian McGrath and John Marr and these guys in your in your in your squad, and they've all county medals hurling and football. They know what it takes to win on the big day. But as I said, I just think Drummer in a good place, and I really fancy him. I think that 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 game is on telly as well. Uh, Mark, so something for you to watch there on, on, on Saturday as well. Watch a bit of Tip Hurling there on the telly on Saturday. Uh, I'll be in the so then I'll the other the one, Cora, Shane. Shane, I'll be in the colour. And you're more than welcome yeah, to broaden your horizon outside the of GA, kid, if you want to come. He'd be doing core commentary, <laughs> like, come on, will you? <laughs> so, I'll link in with you. Killer one, do, do, we'll, we'll do a what? We'll do FaceTime. Uh, Killer one and Tomb, lads, is, is a tricky one because Tomb. You know, our traditional team, they're not the same powerhouses as they were like from, from years gone by. But um, like Killer One have no Craig Morgan. Craig is, you know, he did his crucial in the last in in one of the last games, so he's massive loss. But I just think I, I, I do think Killer One are coming into it in a good place. Again, there's kind of no I, I don't think there's any kind of halfway between Killer One. They're either they're either kind of poor as a group or they're exceptional as a group. And I think that's what you get with them. And I think they'll even admit that themselves. But they like playing in Turles, and I just think that they'll they probably will have too much for tomb. On the tomb to be various side of things, if there's one guy I feel that might make a step up to maybe be in Liam Cal's plans, it's Jack Delaney. He's he's been really impressive there for him. He's knocking four or five points over a game from play. So but I I, I just think that Killer One will have too much from there. That's the second of the the double header on Saturday. On Sunday then with the church and the Brackens, Dale, as you said, like they actually played each other in the football quarterfinal, senior football mm-hmm. quarterfinal last week, and the, and, and Upper Church got the better of him there, but I think JK Brackens are like they came from seven points down against Nina the last day. You know, they have a good resolve. They are a very young team. Um, you know, it likes a Shane Burke would be an older guy with a would have heard with us and and uh, in did bit of club hurling down in with Douglas for a while, but you know, got a bad injury when he went down there. But I, I just think they like playing in Turles. I think Brackens are young, and I, I think the confidence they would have got from the Nina thing, and obviously that bit of hurt from losing the football as well, because they would have fancied themselves in that football. I, I think that might drive them on and Players are important, but there's one guy that's central to the whole lot of the J.K. Brackens thing, and, and then winning the mid championship, and that's their manager, Eamon Corcoran. Like he's he's a, he was brilliant. Well, brilliant he? He'd be involved there as well, like you know. And they they have they just everybody and everybody in the Brackens they just love Eamon and they'll do anything for Eamon because he did it when it mattered most for him. So I think the Brackens, I just fancy the Brackens just about to get over the line there. And last one then is Kiladang and Clonalty. You all well know, lads, about poor Dylan. And um, this is Clonalty's first day back in Turles since that happened. And like I think from talking to people who were at the, the match against Turles, Clonalty and Turles, the last day that they won in, in the prelim quarterfinal, and talking to maybe even listening to some of the players, this is John O'Keefe's interview afterwards, they had Dylan Quirk's bunt's mind the night before they played uh, Turles Arsfields. And I just think that was probably one of the biggest victories maybe ever for that group and maybe for the club against Turles. And, you know, the emotion that was there and everything. But sure, as you all know here, lads, emotion will only get you so far. You have to have the talent to back it up. And they do, like, Clownty have some serious hurlers. You know, uh, Carl Burke being, being one of them there in, in the full forward line, he was exceptional. But I I, I, I just feel Kiladangan are coming. I think they're getting their best team back on the field now. I think they like playing in Turles. And, you know, it's hard to know what way it'll go for Clownty. It's, it's so difficult, lads. We can only imagine what they're going to be going through going into that dressing room or stepping out into that pitch again for the first time since poor Dylan 
um, had um, passed away. Like so, I I just feel that that Killedangan because they're getting all the, the best lads back in the field, and because you know again they are an experienced team. I, I just think they might have too much maybe for for the Tlaoti lads. But I mean, what an achievement for Tlaoti lads to even be in this quarter final to even continue on in the club championship. Just been down there that night at the funeral. Just that's that's what they wanted. That's what Dylan's family wanted. And um, I just think, I mean, it's the story of the year how they've even got this far. And I just shows that, I suppose it shows that the what uh, why sport isn't to be all and end all lads. But you know what? When when they, when they needed most, it is the GA, it is the sports people in your life in your community that rally around them. And I think that's why Clonulty are where they are on on uh, on Sunday. So there'll be a lot of emotion there that game. So. If I was to call four winners, Dalo, I think Drummond Inch will win. I think Killer One will win. I think the Brackens will win. And I think Killadangan will, will just spoke it over the line in, in tip this weekend. Okay. Uh, thanks, Shane. That was good, great synopsis. And we wouldn't have got a chance on the show just on behalf of everyone on our show, on our podcast, to extend uh, our, our deepest sympathies um, to the Quirk, the Friday family, and the extended family. I know Declan Ryan would have been very close to, to Dylan as well, going up and uh, you know, he's a huge loss. We'll be on about summing up the match, uh, Shane, as well there. If he was playing, you might have a different slant on the match, even how good a player oh, yeah. he, he was. Yeah, he had, and so. they've no, they're, they're actually missing Connor Hammersley as well, Dalo. He's over in America in the States at the moment. He's doing some studies over there. And, and his brother, Timmy, as you he's know, is Dublin, doing yeah. his, his Ireland, in Dublin Championship. So, like, they're two massive losses as well, as as is Dylan, colossal yeah. loss. But, you know... They'll, 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 they'll leave everything on the pitch. They'll do it all. Um, but you know, it, it just for me, it, 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 it might be a step too far from on Sunday against a really good Killedangan team. Like. Okay, okay. In Clare, lads, um, big weekend. Two double headers. Great move, actually. Both in Cusick Park. One, two Saturday, two Sunday. Uh, Saturday, you have Cratlow, who they pulled up a bit the last day because they're still in the football quarterfinals as well. So they rested six or seven. And O'Callaghan's Mills beat him. It was a kind of a dead rubber. And that O'Callaghan's Mills were going to be in the B anyway. And Cracklow were going to top the group anyway because the scoring difference was so good because they gave Ballier a big beating in the second last game. So, and Cracklow might have a bit too much for the market who are tough and they'll give it their all. The bridge are nearly everybody's favourites. Uh, Six Mile Bridge at the moment. They play Wolf Tones uh, from Shannon who have a very good uh, 15 players potentially. Uh, they have, we played them in the county league, and, and by God, every position looks good. Uh, but they'll be dependent on Aaron Channel or maybe opening up and getting a couple of goals or something like that. Uh, um, but the bridge under Sean Stack and Gilly, especially, uh, they've really seemed to respond so far. And then you, you have two crackers on Sunday, then you Bellier not going as well as they'd like, struggled to beat ourselves and Broadford, and got well hammered by, by Cracklaw. But they've got through. Um, they've an awful lot of guys playing football with other clubs because that's the Bellier team. You know, they have their own lads, the Tonys and the Jack Browns this world. And then they have a lot of West Clare lads who go over and play with them, the Pierce Lillises and these sort of fellas. Um, Tomas Kelly's and all that. I could name them all out. They, they, they're certainly the West Clare lads did an awful lot of damage today. We played them. So they come up against a Clooney team who were very impressive in two rounds. They were fighting relegation last year, Clooney. So... Tommy Corbett, ex-Aerog, is their manager and uh, they seem to be under a new lease of life, but I still expect probably Bellier to come through. And the last of them then is probably the best of them in terms of contests, I think. Ina Kilnamona, last year's finalist, David Fitzgerald, playing really, really well. Um, you know, they, they have great young fellas and, and they will have a good few coming from 17 as well. 
and they were on that Clare uh, minor team there coming, but they meet Aero Guinness. And let's to be honest with you, uh, Shane O'Donnell has been almost unmarkable at the edge of the square in every game. Kilmele actually beat them in the first round, but he was still outstanding in that. And they topped the group on, on scoring difference. Um, Kilmele were a bit unlucky. They went out on scoring difference. Aina Kilimona beat him in last year's semi-final. I think Eirog might reverse it. Eirog Guinness, um, and they'd be favourites to win the football as well. So, But they haven't that many playing both, like O'Donnell and Reedy. They really haven't played much football yet this year. So I think that's the intriguing game of the weekend, uh, one I'd be really looking forward to. Um, there's a couple of relegation matches on as well. We won't talk about those. Um, we just hope for the best, and we're doing no, we're doing no, we're doing no Venus. What's the AE playing, do you know? We're playing on Saturday at five o'clock against Whitegate in the home of all East Clare teams in Tulla. So Tulla. we're up against will, the Marcus will that be like, East. Can can we let, can we have the live stream in that one? No, there'll be no streaming. There'll be no cameras allowed. No phones in that. <laughs> Well, look, they played well. They drew with Fiekel the last day. They're get putting up a bit of a score. We scored nine points the last day, uh, three of which were scored by a lad doing his leaving South Lake who would be playing for Flannans in the Hearty Cup in a couple of weeks' time. You know, So, uh, off the bench. So, we're look at, we can't go much lower. We just hope. We trained okay for the couple of weeks. Uh, we're doing a little bit tonight, and we just hope that our lads turn up. And even if we go down, that we go down with a bit of pride. You would never know. What can happen on the day? Like it, you know, they took a couple of beatings as well in their group. So, so did we off Cracklaw. You know, we took a beating off Cracklaw, but the rest of the games are fairly competitive. But a draw and two four point losses. So you were just hoping on the day. Uh, but going on the farm of the last two matches, White get to be favourites. You have Scarafton and and uh, Smith O'Brien's Killaloo. You just fancy Mark, Mark Rogers has been the other standout player in the Clare Championship. He's really. No injuries like you had for Clare all year, and he has been on fire. And you'd you'd expect that on farm alone. Um, I know the Fogs from Dublin came down and played them, and actually came to Murtis that Saturday night. I won't go through the teams that were in Murtis while while I was last talking to you, but we had the Fogs Saturday night, and they were very impressed with how Scarif were moving. So, but that's a big local derby down there in East Clare, right on the the banks of Loch Derg. So uh, again, I I expect Scarif, but you wouldn't know what would happen in a game like that, TJ. Dilla, just an interesting question I, I'd say for maybe for a lot of teams up and down the country like obviously the tradition and the history of clubs playing senior is huge I respect that mm. but in situations where there's teams up and down the country hanging on to senior for the mm. sake of keeping your status right is there a case in some places where you could say like is it the end of the world if you drop yeah. rebuild win a county and come back with a head of steam. It's a tricky one. Like I said, yeah. we all want to hold that, that, that status, but it, it is a tricky one. So sometimes, even though you might be very disappointed on the day or maybe the following day, dropping a level sometimes might be the start of something new again. Like, so it might be the end of the world. That's all I'm saying. Might not, so I'm, kind of prepa- I'm preparing you for the road ahead. Yeah, I know. And we are, we are kind of prepared. I mean, we've been in this situation like six or seven times now in the last 12 or 13 years. So we know all about it. People will be telling us that White Kettle will be so ready for this, but we 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 well used to this. But uh, yeah. it's a different team now, obviously. Um, yeah, there is that, but I suppose we're ninety-two years senior, and yeah, you know, a lot I respect of that. Yeah, you know, twelve championships, and and you you just um, you 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 still like to preserve it because our minors are reasonably good. They're in the semi-final on Sunday. 
there are three or four of them available to play next year, although they'll be, they won't be 18 yet. But, uh, you know, they're good lads. And um, you'll be hoping. I don't know. Look, there's pros and cons, TJ. Certainly, if you could go back down and win an intermediate, have won a cup, be coming up with momentum, there, there is an element in that as well. Uh, but yeah. sometimes you see teams have gone down and they've, they've not reappeared at senior for four or five years. Um, and that's that's the other quandary, you know. So, um, and our intermediate obviously with two to go down this year and two to go down next year, uh, to get back to 16, uh, can it's going to be tricky to come out yeah. of our intermediate. So, look, there is pros and cons. Um, just to touch on the other counties, lads, Limerick, no games the weekend, TJ, but in the Piercing and Kamalak, probably as expected. Uh, true yeah, I, 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 yeah, I give you a quick, yeah. very quick overview. There's 12 senior teams in Limerick. Yeah. We play senior A, six teams, senior B, six teams. The top two teams in senior A go through to the semi-finals. That's where the Piercing and Kamalak are sitting. They are the two best teams at the moment in the two form teams and rightly so in the semi-finals. And the senior B, the top two teams make a quarter-final and then third and fourth in senior A make the quarter-final. I suppose probably the good story in Limerick at the moment is Kildama Palace Henry. Right. They're into a quarter-final in Could Limerick. Could they up to doom? In, in knockout hurling for the first time since 1937 and yes they yeah. can they have a certain Kyle Hayes carrying the canter at the moment and I'm play. sure plenty of you saw it he scored 10 points in play against Black Rock uh, last weekend I think he played against Gary Spillane I was there at the game he played most of the time at full forward and what a target man himself and Darren O'Connell are inside in the full forward line they have a very straightforward system um, and John Chalks coming up banging in goals and John, John Chalks banging in goals and, and driving balls about 200 yards um, so yeah Kildaimo uh, would play Dune in one quarter final and Patty Swell will play South Liberties in the other quarter final so those two winners then like Kamalak and the Pierce get kept apart so on the inter-county watch a couple of things obviously Kyle Hayes is flying it and um, in the forwards um, Patrick Sweller playing without Keane like he did have his operation I'm sure plenty of people saw he's still on the recovery list and doesn't look like he'll play for, for, for the remainder of the year every Limerick person will be hoping that we can get him back to full fitness in the winter and have him back for a full season next year and we're wishing the best of luck on that on the other side of it there's a certain Pat Ryan lighting things up for Dune played yeah. really really well the last day I'm sure he'd like to make a statement but excellent play at the moment and really putting his hand up to say I'd like to come back and just one other one for note, if you do happen to see any of the semi-finals, there's a certain young man called Shane O'Brien playing in the full forward line yeah. for Kilmallock. Anybody who's been involved in the school scene or maybe seen the Ireland Seventeens, All Ireland College winner will know what he's capable of. But he's had a fantastic start to his senior campaign. He's in the inside forward line for a good Kilmallock team and he's certainly lighting things up at the moment. So, uh, all the round robin is over. Business end to come. But at the moment, Napierschik and Kilmallock, the chip leaders at the moment. Yeah, fair play. Good synopsis. Just uh, your old county, uh, TJ, that you coached in, obviously, Galway, for the first time since you started, TJ, that got hammered without you uh, by Turlock Moore, Thomas's at the weekend. But they're still there, very much there, the Toms, obviously. Um, yeah, they were, they were missing a couple of lads the last day, so well turned over by Turlock Moore. Big win for them. Um, maybe a little bit different to last year. We'd say the format of the championship number one, but there was one more round to play in order for them to get their their, their knockout rounds as quarterfinals and preliminary quarterfinals to play for. Uh, St. Thomas's will still qualify, as it looks like all the big teams. So plenty to play for there. Um, I'm sure, likes of let's say. Lock Lock Gray, Gray are going well, teach. I was looking going, at Turnbridge going, going well, well, Tommy Larkins going well. well, Tommy Larkins and your old boy Sars going Sars well as well. Like, so plenty, yeah. plenty, plenty to look forward to there. So one more round to come, then we'll know what the, 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 shape, the shape up. Yeah, but St. Thomas's maybe the wake up call they needed. So well, well trimmed yeah. by Turlock last week, and um, 
missing a few players. So let's let's watch this space. Yeah, so lads, um, we've gone on, of course, way longer than uh, anticipated, and we were going to talk about the some of the refereeing stuff that we could learn from the fellas with the egg-shaped ball, Mark. But I think we leave it for a couple of weeks' time. We'll hold back something. Uh, we've had a few, yeah. we've had a few unsavoury incidents with refs, I think, and and, and officials, and uh, we we don't like to see it. Um, and we can learn, and we talk about it the next day. Just to say, congrats, I suppose, to. Belly Gunner in Watford, nine in a row. We have what a club. All Ireland champions as well. And uh, one of the things that someone said to me, we were actually having a pint after losing our game uh, last week, and the news came through that they'd won it and won it with the by nine points. I think against a lot of people thought Mount Time would would really rattle them this time. Um, was their intermediates? I think the previous week, the men that scored a famous goal last year to win them. Harry Ireland club. Harry Ruddle was scoring a goal for their intermediates. I can tell you about the strength and depth down there. I think Dave Great Jungfella came through as well as he Fitzgerald from De La Salle. He yeah, has, he has come in and he has really made a, a big difference to them. Uh, well done to Causeway, who won months ago um, in Kerry. But uh, um, I think in Kerry, there's a few competitions anyway that they run away at the North Kerry League, North Kerry Championship. And in actual fact, we had a Kilmiley stag here at one stage and all the hurlers were here at the Tom Mornans and all the, all the lads. Um Daniel Collins, etc. And they said last year after winning it, and remember, Kimiley went to the All Ireland Intermediate Club final. They completely stopped. Now it was a bit weird. They took a month nearly off completely and built up again because they knew they were meeting, I think, the Tipperary Intermediate Champions in the quarterfinal in Munster. They had a date for that, and it was something like three months away. So they just said, Go away, enjoy yourself, do whatever you want, try and train, stay in shape. I think they weighed them once a week or something and had a meeting. And, and they came back, and it was like two seasons, they were saying. One or two of them were saying to me, they still missed the old getting ready for a county final, maybe when the Listowel races is coming to an end and things. And But anyway, that's the way they've decided to do it. It's all football down there at the moment. But then again, lads, with the system, I know Marco Shea is in charge of Listry, who in the junior championship round robin beat Fossa, who's the Cliffords, and uh, were delighted with themselves. But Fossa got through anyway. There was one more round today, but of no game for seven weeks now again. Like that's systems in counties have still a, a lot of aligning to do. But of course, that's to do with Kerry. Obviously, both clubs are contributing at the moment now to East Kerry and there's so many amalgamations there. Uh, very well yeah. done to St. Aidan's Ferns. First ever title, romantic story after a lot of hard looks. Uh, again, they'll have a bit of a wait. But, um, you know, Dave, that was a great story. I know the celebrating went on down there for quite a while. I know a couple of the lads down there. Uh, Johnny Callan, my friend Johnny Callan would, would be very familiar with Ferns. His, his brother-in-law, the late great Paddy Dyle, was a Ferns, Ferns diehard on racing and hurling. And uh, they celebrated that good, good and hard uh, and fair play to them. Uh, awfully down to the, the, the double Ks against Shinron. I think Shinron did a most... Un, un Shinron thing. They've lost a lot of narrow semi-finals, I think, but they got two late goals. I think they beat Belmont, both Kilarma Kalahi beat Boris, so they'll be favourites there. Intriguing one in leash. Um, Clock Balakala going for three in a row and obviously had a good run in Leinster last year against the Sarta Bowl, the aristocrats in Camras, who will be mad to try and get back up there. Um, that's huge in Dublin. The usual suspects are going well, I think, in, in uh, Croaks, Kula, and Belly Bowden, Nafina struggling a bit, but starting to get their players back. So they may have a say there. Um, not so much news from the north. We know Schlock Neil, I think, are going for 10 in a row. Uh, we'll be more up to date two weeks' time. 
on Antrim and Down. Um, and um, that's about it, lads, from my side of things. There's probably a couple of fogras, just like to which my great old mucker, my great old pal, Desi Dolan, uh, best of luck with the Westmead footballers. Desi's a good old pal of mine. He only announced last night the slagging on the WhatsApp page was unreal with pictures of himself and Mark Shane. If he was a new coach, you know, and I think it was only like Arden lads, uh, like Shane Lowry actually, because obviously Tomas uh, has gone back to the Kerry 20s from the Offaly job. So, um, but best of luck to Desi, no better man, I'd say, to do the job. And just want to extend my sympathy to Jim McInerney and the McInerney family, obviously, David, great year for Clare this year. Uh, Jim's mother, Angela, uh, is going to the church this evening. And uh, just my, my sympathies to them. If we were go go through all the sympathies, we could be extending there over since we were last on. I suppose we'd we'd have rakes of stuff. So if you've any fogras, TJ, you must have a fundraiser for someone. Uh, one for coming for Gary Spillane and Car Draw coming towards the end of the year. So I I, I get my pre- house prepared for that just touch on um, young Jack de Bromhead I know you said we wouldn't touch on them all oh but like God, again yeah. just touch touch the kind of sporting lives of us all any of us parents obviously that one's one that really really hit home so kind of I happened to be down in Henry's in, in April so it definitely hit, hit, hit me hard and just just very unfortunate circumstances so sympathies yeah, to yeah. them yeah, uh, yeah. and um, just for all I suppose our come on racing fans and for something to look out for for next week is remember next Friday the 30th Gorn Park, myself, yourself, and Marco leading the team. Katie Tay, listed bumper. Really Katie looking Tay. forward to that. Katie Tay. Will it be a knockout? Will it be a knockout? <laughs> <laughs> Anything else, Marco, Shane, that you want to get in? No, no, no. I'll leave it be now this weekend, Dela. No. We'll, uh, let, me, let me know, mind the marital suite or the, the bridal suite or whatever for next Friday night, will you? <laughs> You'll probably tell me on Thursday you're not able to make it. Well, we we fucking twenty like we're fighting relegation this Saturday. Here we, we go. Tw- Here we go. We have, no. we, have tw- we have a twenty-five year reunion for the team that won the Munster Club in ninety-seven. The following Saturday, so how the mighty have fallen, we, I suppose, in one way. Uh, but no, we have I, one for the yeah, we've won for the McKilly coming up. Yeah, if yeah, McKilly yeah. won the first county, or not the first county, but the the first of our double in uh, in ninety-seven as well. So we'd be yeah. parading before the. Uh, before the county final this year, I was at halftime or during the game. We're, we're getting together the McKilly panel on the 7th of October, so yeah. there'll be a lot of... Uh, she's like, I can't believe the 25 years has flown by, like, you know? I know. <laughs> they, they, they fly by very quick. Shane, who are you playing the weekend? Uh, we're we're playing... We're actually in relegation ourselves, Dalo. We're playing against Belly Bacon Grange. Cummins is still going. Cummins, Cummins is still going strong with them. So, uh, yeah, yeah, he is, yeah. He probably... One of still one of their main guys too, like sure, he's still a serious striker for ball. We actually played a charity match there not too long ago, Tip and Limerick. And oh, yeah, uh, I, 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 I say, you know, a charity match in the virtual commas. Like, I had a hurley broke off my arm after about 10 minutes in the game, so uh, <laughs> it was me? great. It was, wasn't me, there was no, it wasn't TJ. No, TJ actually scored one of the greatest goals ever scored above in uh, Boer Holland Field that day. So, that was a great day, great money raised for Crumlin that day, TJ. Well. So, yeah, super. Yeah, so I, heard, that's, I heard uh, Shane, he, I heard Shane, he still wasn't as good as Donny. No, yeah, no. Donny's a crowd. Donny's a crowd favorite. If Donny only pulled up the socks, he'd be better than TJ, you know. So, yeah, so <laughs> TJ, TJ has to work harder to get that credit, you see, like you know. So, yeah, um, so 
Dale, a new venture, a new venture for me. I'll leave you on this one tomorrow, uh, Saturday night locally. There's a bit of a fundraiser on and doing something that I haven't done before. I'm taking on Kevin, the artist painter in a game of darts. He's coming over. Uh, mm. Yeah, so I'll be looking for the old, for the old one eighties. I think John Kyle is going to make an appearance there as well. So this Saturday night, if I can turn something around, TJ. Oh, yeah, there's good. the dart board. There's <laughs> yeah, the cool seven. Ready for us. So big game, a couple of big games of darts in Gary Spillane this Saturday night. What do you like to double out, TJ? Oh, not good, Della, not good, not good. I'm kind of hoping that it'll be late in the night and people might have a, maybe a shorter memory or whatever. So I'll let you know how it goes. Yeah, the last time you brought myself a markdown, we wouldn't have thrown much darts at the end of the night anyway, I tell you. <laughs> no, I have a dartboard, all right, like, but yeah, there's a lot of practice required. Good man, good man. Well, if it works out for you like the fantasy hurling, you, you, it is on the upward curve. You, you'll be taking Correct. on... Uh, Correct. You'll be taking on... Who's the king of it at the moment there? Uh, Van Gerwen or one of them. Uh, shortly up what do you call the Welsh fella Gerwin Gerwin Price Gerwin, Gerwin yeah, Price. yeah 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 well, actually, I just got a text there they're looking for an intro song for me for the darts so if anybody can advise me there on an intro song just let Larry know there he'll pass it on to me yeah well Larry puts up this later today we might get suggestions I'll put be retweeting it and we'll, we'll ask uh, <laughs> our followers on Twitter and and the other um, platforms what what intro song should the great what is the intro Ryan song yeah. walk into <laughs> <laughs> okay folks thanks a million thanks a million Shane oh lads thanks uh, a million best of luck the weekend uh, go, go up and stick past one past Cummins is here is the only answer yeah one well, lads thanks a million lads great to see you again, okay? Cheers. Cheers. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye. a grain all right a, a grain all right you want to tip the scale just remember that there's a small bit of a needle there come on mate you've got to get Andy Moran into the game our mission was to show that we're no longer the whipping boys of Munster. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.